Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Welcome, Benny. How are you doing? Janesh, mate, good to see you. Likewise. Good to see you. Just the two of us today. Maddie's, Maddie's road tripping through Canada. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no Maddie joining us today. Um, but... Uh, Mate, we, we were talking just before we, we got on mm. about our dogs. We're having a bit of a dog conversation. I've had a morning with my dog and mm. had a morning with yours. Uh, allergies, dog allergies. You were telling me, uh, I don't even think that was a thing, but it is a thing. Yeah. No, I, we learned uh, a few years back um, that it's a thing and like what's causing it. Is it fleas? Is it ticks? Is it not? No, it's an allergy. And it's um, environmental allergy, right? What and so, it? what does he do? What, how do you know he's got an allergy? What's the? What does he shake and itch and lick his paws? And uh, right. in the summertime, it's worse. Like, um, and then it's like a, there's a dog version of an antihistamine, right? And it's it's always potentially some like worse at night, I think, or like we're probably around him more at night in these in like his beds in our uh, in our room, like. Um, so yeah, we don't have to let him out at night. Um, the only time we have to, uh, only time he'll wake us up now is like if he's out of water. Um, but that's about it. But um, yeah, so you know, you you hear it in the middle of the night, like whoa, okay. Um, so yeah, dog allergies. And uh, I was I was saying to you, I've gone. Cruz lived in like pretty rural areas in the states, and no allergies, no allergies. We had no uh, all the. Houses that we lived in there, um, while we had crew, there's no fences, right? So either backed out onto a lake um, or backed out into forest. Um, no allergies, no nothing. A lot, lot more like ticks, right? Like then, then we get here and there, the ticks there, you get Lyme disease, right? So if you get one, you don't pull it off in time. Uh, your dogs get Lyme disease, um, and yeah, but. Yeah, so it seems like when we move to suburbia, it's like like in something in environments made him soft. Mate, have you always had him inside? During the day, he's outside. So, like, what about we, at night? No, not always been inside. Yep. Yep. Um, but when we first got him crated inside, um, not, not in our room, though. Like, mm. other side of the house crated. Um, and then we would let him out, and then that was it. Um, yeah, but inside, yeah, inside at night time, because in the States, um, it snows. It gets to negative 30 in the middle of the night, so we can't necessarily leave him outside, right? Well, you can. Well, you can. Really yeah. stiff in the morning. <laughs> or, uh, or like we have a, in the States there, um, most houses have a basement, but it's like, oh, no, nah, was, he was inside. Um, we got him pretty well toilet trained early, early on. Uh, but we got him like not as like semi pup like five months, so he was semi yeah. trained, which was super easy uh, mm. in comparison. When I'm hearing stories like yours and stories like other people's, and we had no wires, we had maybe a couple of shoes, Cyrus shoes. That's it. Well, um, mate, we've had nothing chewed. That's good. Nothing. Uh, and since we had that dog trainer come out, I spoke about on the show, uh, Bromley's been outside and sleeps through the night. We put him to bed at 9 o'clock and whenever we get up, he gets up. That's good. 
So, um, and sleeps right through the night, locked in his crate still. Mm. Uh, and then, so during the day, is he inside the house? Oh, a mixture of inside and outside. Yep. Inside, if we're kind of just hanging out, lazing on the couch, mm-hmm. or um, otherwise he's outside. Now, the reason I ask about inside outside is I know there's a, there was a bit I, I read some years ago about dogs being in and then out and then in and then out and the warm house and then they go to the cold outside. It's kind of abnormal and their their coat and their metabolism kind of gets a bit stressed mm. with that indoor-outdoor kind of vibe. Um, and the dog trainer we had come out, he said certainly in Victoria anyway, your dog's fine outside all night. Mm. Yeah. Um, they just adapt to that outside. The challenge is when you bring them in and then the house is really warm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, but if uh, we but- head away, like last on the weekend we were in we were in Melbourne, um, and if we're away for a night, cruise outside, like he's fine, yeah. like he's fine with that. Um, yeah, the dog that we grew up with was strictly outdoor dog. It wasn't like my parents were like nah, no dogs inside the house at all. And it was like purely like rain, hail, pissing down. Looks like a drowned rat outside. Nah, you're outside. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think Bromley's going to have a little bit more inside life these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. But he's um, he's a big boy now, 26 kilos. He's certainly growing. I got him one of those big, serious, like, fuck off, tactical, <laughs> copper, military spec because he had that, the, you know, the golden, the gold, skinny gold puppy kind of style collar, which finally reached the end of its extension. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he got his full military spec one. But he's... um. He's teething. He was laying on the couch with his head on my lap last night, and I just kind of feel wetness coming through. And I look down, and I'm just completely soaked because he's dribbling like mad because of his teeth. Uh, and we, we know it's that because Eden found one of his baby teeth on the floor. Oh, wow. Yesterday morning. And uh, he's just really chewy. He's got a bit of rope, and he loves just chewing on his bit of rope. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so he's teething. But- if you remember when your kids were teething, uh, their toilet habits changed a little bit. So he came for his, his walk and talk with me this morning and he stopped a couple of times to do his business and unfortunately they weren't good, solid pickup ones. So, mate, so, so as a dog owner, if it's, uh, what, do you, what do you do? You got a, your hand in the bag there. You're not, yeah, car- you're you're not carrying you some... You scrape it. You get your fingers to make kind of a, a, rake, a rake kind of... <laughs> <laughs> and you scrape it up and make sure you definitely keep it in the bag so it doesn't doesn't get around the, the top outside edge of the bag where you're going to hold. Um, so I had to do a couple of scrape-up ones this morning. Mm. Mm. Um, not my not my strength, mate. Not my Definitely not my forte, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, right, that's the life of dogs. Life of dogs. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do with, with crew if it's getting – it's not getting better. Just keep him on the. On yeah. The so during the summertime, um, <laughs> it's like every second day. Like I was like, um, I think we talked about it on the podcast before. I'm like, I don't. I'm not a fan of even humans having to take like oh, like medication every day. And I'm like, it can't be good for you. Um, mm. So they like look during the summertime. He needs one every day. He sometimes he goes and needs one morning and afternoon. I'm like, fuck no, like. So we will like, uh, like spike it for like three days. Like I give him one every day, and then it's everyone one for every second day in the summertime. We'll probably take him probably out a little bit more in the summertime too. So 
Um, but in the wintertime, it's uh, it's kind of just as needed. So um, mm-hmm. we'll give them one every couple of days now to just get stuff under control now. But it's just, yeah, it's interesting because they're like, unless you've got to move, there's something reacting. There's, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which is, I don't know, because you know sometimes there's that train of thought for humans if you have an allergy it's usually stemmed from something else at times like a um i'm talking like hay fever or something like that sometimes it's like is it uh nutritional based is it not um it's interesting i when i cut out or minimize gluten i've got less allergies Mm. Mm. like me just me personally like i've just well, I was like, oh, each time, like, it was like when we were in the States as well, we were like, have a few beers and then have pasta and all that bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, the next day, I'm like, oh, just allergies. It's hay fever. It's hay fever. That time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, was it a month or so? I went off like some carbs and I was just noticing, I was like, not much pasta and probably not as much beer. And I was like, oh, hold on. There's something here. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's that general inflammation you have in your body and then you add something else that's a bit of an irritant that wouldn't normally tip you over the, mm. the line and, and make you symptomatic. Um, most people, though, live, live in that, or not most, a lot, live in that just sub-symptomatic um, state where they're not, they haven't got a symptom but their body's under stress, it's underloaded. So it's called allostasis. So think homeostasis, a person standing with their legs apart, completely balanced. Um, they're hard to push over, right? And so it takes quite a quite a knock to their system for them to get knocked over and get sick. Versus allostasis, picture a person standing on one leg. They're still balanced. They're still standing, but they're having to work hard to keep their balance constantly. You know, they're rocking back and forth but they're still upright. Uh, That's an allostatic state. And most people are in a state of allostasis. Mm. So it doesn't take much to kind of knock them over and for them to get sick. And the key is to kind of reduce your allostasis and move to a homeostatic state. Mm. Living in 2023, it's pretty hard though. Sitting at a desk, driving to work, you know, foods, you know, maybe not prepared. And so, Mm. you know, you've got to grab something. Yeah. Constant state of stress from the time you wake up, your alarm goes off. It's all go, 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 go. Um, no wonder that most people are in allostasis. You know, I don't, I'm like, did I quote the stats? I don't think I did. Um, recent studies out showed that if governments are don't take any action. Oh, yeah, you said that last episode. On inactivity, yeah. right? Like, this is chronic disease and... Mm. Most people are just sitting around. I, I think I spoke about maybe my body trainer said, we just need, he said to me, mate, I just want you to give me 4% of your day. Yeah. Yeah. 4%. I went, right, that's, not, that's not much. That's one hour. Yeah. yeah. Just one hour a day. Mm. Just 4%. One hour a day. Uh, I'll transform your body. Yeah. Do you think um, a lot of that is due to, um, when you talk about the two the two states, uh, like our bodies just majority of bodies uh, and majority of the time are just in an inflamed state 
Yeah, we're just constantly all and inflammation comes from um, from a stress state. So if you're in a stress state, higher levels of cortisol, which means you're in a catabolic, you're in a breakdown state when you've got mm. high levels of cortisol, mm. versus an anabolic state, which is where you're in a growth and regenerate and get bigger and stronger. And um, and so most people are in a catabolic breakdown state, and then you add eating irregularly. Um, you know, fasting puts you in a catabolic state, you know, so people sometimes get up and just slurp a coffee, increases cortisol. They wake up, get a coffee, don't eat, get off to work, you know, finally, you know, eat something that's more sugary, again, catabolic state. They're in this constant breakdown, not repair state. And so, and, and that's catabolic state, of course, is where we get that skinny fat. You know, you can actually be lean, but fat because your body's been breaking all your tissue, your lean muscle, your bone, breaking that down, but also in that catabolic state, it tends you tend to store fat, particularly belly fat. And so mm. lots of belly fat people walking around in this catabolic high cortisol state. And then you add the shitty food mm. uh, and the lack of exercise like, and creepy sleep. Yeah. Do you think... Uh... Yeah, uh, I've got my answer for it, but I want to ask you a question. Do you? And we talked about it a couple of times when, uh, if something is not painful enough, uh, there's no change, right? Or there's less likely to be change. Do you think, like society as a whole, or general? And I know I'm generalising here. People are two two reasons, two questions. People are people living in a catabolic, highly inflamed state, right? Because they don't know better, or it's serving them currently and it hasn't caused them enough pain uh, to make a change. Yes, yes to both. Mm, yeah, um, they don't know. You know, my, uh, you know, so much misinformation and confusion around out there around what to do and what not to do, and. And, you know, Michelle's often said to me, you know, your dad lived to 92 and he was pretty good up to 92. And he just ate old school. It was just simple, mm, mm. complicated. He didn't do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on a carnivore diet or a vegan diet or a bloody, you know, low carb, high fat, you know, whatever. He just ate good old fashioned food. Yeah. Didn't, didn't drink, mm-hmm. you know. He might have a uh, like a nip of brandy if it was a cold day. He needed a brandy if it was a cold day, right? And uh, and just ate plain, mm. plain, plain food. Um, I think we overcomplicate it. And but he did eat really. He ate breakfast. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a home cook, so you know there was no takeaway or mm. pre packaged food. It was all just you know plain old fruit and veg stuff that you buy and cook. Uh, basic meat, you know, it was it was just basic. So I think people are very confused at the moment. Um, so I think there's a bit of that, and and then the other thing is obviously they're they're partly in that state because it does serve them, mm. you know, mm-hmm. get something out of the busy. Whether it's you know the woe is me, poor me, mm. I work so hard, or they get significance out of it, or you know, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's um, 
I don't think they know any better. Um, in terms of they don't, there's no reference point of another state of their body feeling or their, how they wake up. And like sometimes you ask people, you're like, oh, oh, I'm just creaky in the morning, but that's all right. It's just just the way it is. And I'm like, maybe they just they don't have a point of reference of. Mm-hmm. Is it, does it have to be that way? So I think they don't know. And I think there's not enough pain, right? It's like, you know what? I'm good. I, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I fit in my clothes. I, um, I walk around, it's fine. And I might be tired in the mornings. Like you shouldn't be tired in the mornings, right? Someone was saying to me the, uh, the other day about coffees. And he's like, oh, he said, because I, I, I do drink like a lot of coffee. And he said, oh, look. Do you drink coffee? Why do you drink coffee? Right? And I said, look, I go, I like the taste. I go, there's a ritual to it. And I go, I do like the taste. Uh, he goes, that's interesting. Uh, he goes, a lot of people might drink it, like, say, mid-morning or the afternoon for a, for a pick-me-up. I said, no, nah. I go, look, I don't, I don't use it as a pick-me-up. I've gone. Um, and he goes, yeah. He goes, he'll have a lot of his clients go, I live in 30, I'll have a coffee. Oh, because I'm, I'm tired of pick-me-up. And he goes, you shouldn't be tired at 11.30 in the morning, like consistently. And he goes, but that happens all the time. Like you look at job sites, you look at, you go into Melbourne and there's a, there's a strong coffee culture and it's like everyone mid-morning, right? Their smoko break, their morning tea break, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to get a coffee and it's pick me up. Get, get me through, get me through till lunchtime. And it's yeah. like, uh, and it's like you don't, they don't know anybody like, why are you taking it? And if you need to pick me up every day at that time, that early, fuck, there's something wrong. Uh, it's something wrong. I mean, people. Some people are larks. Some people are, you know, are uh, owls. Yeah. You know, some people aren't morning people. They, their circadian rhythm isn't isn't to be a morning person. Oh yeah, but I'm not talking about like five or six in the morning. I'm talking about like ten thirty, yeah. eleven thirty in the morning. You're like, like I you, agree. Like I think it's, I, you know, yesterday I, I uh, rolled into, rolled in. I, that's how I did. <laughs> Sondered into the practice, mate. Look at I just, Yeah, sorted in. Uh, <laughs> and um, was it yesterday morning? What's, what day is yesterday? Yesterday's Tuesday. Oh. Right. So, uh, so, so for the listeners, before you go on, um, Ben usually gives me crap saying I have a lax Friday and I knock off on Tuesday when, when I go into the office and when I do a bit of work, here we go. He's like, oh, what day was it yesterday? Mate, it's only Wednesday, mate. And you sauntered in. You've already lost track of the days. Uh, well, it wasn't yesterday that I sauntered in. It was Monday morning I sauntered in. Um, and I sauntered in, mind you, at 7.30 in the morning into the office, a.m., right, 7.30 a.m., and uh, it was just a beautiful sunrise morning and I'd gone to work early, uh, dropped the great man off at the, the train station and driving down to Rosebud, the sun was coming up and the bay was looking. So I did a U-turn, went and just parked, recorded a video at quarter past seven, you know, to inspire the team in the morning and sent that through to the team in Slack. Uh, you know, great, great week, great start to the day. And then got to work and walked in and a couple of team members had, had arrived and I said, good morning, guys. What a ripper morning. And it was, uh, yeah, uh, um, just, you know, people just, they're struggling. And I don't know whether it's because they haven't worked out that if you stay up late, it's harder to get up in the morning. Like simple, simple team out there. Hey, 
Um, but I don't know what it is. And I think, you know, I think, you know, this whole you don't need much sleep, I think, to be honest, I think that's bullshit. Uh, if you if you're physically using your body, if you're you know and using your mind, you need regenerative time, and that happens at night time. Because um, I'm a bodybuilder now, mate. Uh, what we know as bodybuilders is is you don't grow in the gym; you grow the night after you've been in the gym. You break down in the gym, and then that night you <laughs> rebuild, right? And so at night time's our rebuild time. We need eight hours. You need eight hours. So pretty simple. If you're going to wake up at six, you've got to be asleep at 10. Mm, so you've got to be asleep at 10. Yeah. And I know now like sleep, depending on which circle, what, what sort of circles or what people digest, right? Like sleep is now coming a little bit more, a little bit more mainstream, right? However, there's this like, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but there's this hustle culture that is sexy. Yeah. This hustle culture that is like, um, oh, you got to work all night. You got to do your second shift, right? So your second shift meaning like start from fucking, start your work at 8 o'clock in the PM and work till 3 and then have a few hours sleep and then go go back to work. It's like, I don't think, and don't get me wrong, I think there's, uh, there's seasons of life that that might go through, but it's not. Um, I don't think it's sustainable. But why? Like, why do you think that is? Uh, why do you think that's pitched as something sexy, like something that now, like, like kind of having information, I can go look. That's going to cause a shit ton of cortisol in your system. Your relationships are probably going to break down if you're not spending time with anyone around you. And uh, if you're doing that for years on end or like, are you doing the most potent things or you just, uh, you're not working, are you working smart? Um, but, but it's still fucking, it's still sexy. People, social media, um, this 20 generation, uh, even though some, some of them are like, oh, I just want it all now and I don't want to do anything. There's a strong part of other people going, oh, no, that, that, that's the only way. Mm-hmm. It's know. like the meaning they put to like that equals success. Mm-hmm. Or the meaning they put to working hard is that endless grind and the grind is what you need to do and it's a constant grind and it's like... Does it need to be that way? Why do you think they put meaning to it that it is great, it is good, and you don't need sleep? Oh, I think there's lots of things in there. I think I think it's it's um, it's good marketing, you know, like it's good. Uh, I, I had I had man flu last week, but mm. uh, Wednesday I woke up in the morning, and went, oh, not good. Stayed in bed all day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, most of Saturday and a, a chunk of Sunday. And that's not on the that's not on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, not that I, I market, but you know, you see these guys, the Gary Vanderchucks and the Grant Cardones and um some other guy I've just seen recently, uh, it's Todd Allen. No, that's not what it is. Big muscle dude who's in marketing and sales, elite something 
the bald guy. Bald guy, yeah. right? And he's like aggressive, hustle. Uh, mate, he also gets colds. And we don't get to see the picture of him in bed with his wife coming in going, mate, you'll be right. Can I get you? Can I bring you something? Do you want a hot hot lemon, lemon drink? Uh, we don't get to see that, right? Mm-hmm. All we get to see are these snippets which are of just the best moments. And mm-hmm. it is him hustling. And, if, and, I, and I bet that if I was to follow you around with a camera all day, we would see within your day maybe 20 or 30 minutes where you're fully hustled, mm. fully hustled. And those 20 minutes is what we would post mm. to social media. Yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't see you sitting at your desk with your hand, your head in your hand, you know, reading over some lengthy document that mm-hmm. you've got to review and, you know, with a frustrated look on your face and, you know, and, and or signing thing, things off mm. or talking into an Excel document, right? <laughs> Uh, I can tell you, bald muscle salesman, he sometimes sits in front of an Excel document and has to crunch a few numbers, mm. not sexy, no. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, and we had this chat with Logan, number one fan. Good to, good to hear. Good to hear that you're on listening, mate. Um, about who was who were we talking about? We were talking about uh, David Goggins's the uh, Nick Bears, mm. the, um, the guy that's just got out of prison again, um, uh, you know, uh, the toxic Tate, 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 yeah. Tate. Uh, and we were talking about, mate, you know, like you realise this isn't how it is all the time. He goes, Dad, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> he said, do you really think people think that's how it is. Okay, mate, that's how most people think. That's that's exactly what their life is. Uh, I said, you know, David Goggins, how many kids has he got? Oh, he's got, yeah, he's got a, he's got a few. And he's married, yeah, with kids? Uh, yeah. Um, I said, mate, he's not married and he's got no kids. And he's how old? I don't know whether I would be calling that a success. Mm. Mm. Might be hustling, grinding. You know, get out there. When I'm thirsty, I drink my own spit. Uh, yeah, but, mate, you haven't got a stable relationship, nor have you got any kids. Now, I'm not saying that is success, but in a lot of people's world, a stable relationship and children mm. is a measure of success, yeah? So despite all the hustle and drinking his own spit, uh, he doesn't have a stable relationship mm. at the moment, as far as I know. Uh, and I do love you, David. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, like they take it all out of context. Mm. That's that's the challenge. Um, but the, the grind and the hustle uh, is sexy. Mm. Uh, it is attractive. Um, so how- and we need it too, mate. We need it. Most people are bloody soft. They're not yeah. hustling oh, either, right? They They're not hustling at all. That's the, you know, like, so I don't mind that we've got this far, let's call it, you know, far to the right side of hustle, hustle, you know, go, 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 sell, sell, sell. 
Yeah. I love seeing some of that because so many people are so far the other way. And if it, if it, it takes someone being right extreme to actually move the needle just a few mm. points in that direction, then so be it. That would be um, great, but I don't see it moving the um, – it's not actually lazy people because they think they're working really hard, but the people that don't want to take any accountability or any ownership, I don't see it actually these extreme – uh, hardcore guys and girls moving that. It's probably moving the middle band uh, potentially a little bit, but the other end, it's like, yeah, like I was in a oh, council uh, meeting um, and another board meeting the last couple of weeks, and it's like, and I'm the, uh, unfortunately, I'm the vocal one. And I just ask very, I think, uh, passive questions. They don't, the meaning people, I'm going to talk a lot about meaning today, but the meaning they put to that question is like, are you, are you having a personal dig? And I'm like, no, I'm just saying, where was the follow-up? And they're like, oh, no, no, there was. And I'm like, but there can't be because this has fallen through and we're here where we are now. And you're like, like, it's like a simple, like, can you just do your job? Like, please. Can you just do your job? Like, I'm not asking for a lot. Like, just, just, just do your job. And it's like, a, uh, it's. The, I don't know if that that one in the spectrum is actually moving this bottom band, this bottom band that's like, uh, not necessarily entitled, but just go, oh yeah, we we did what we could. And you're like, oh, and it's interesting. You see it in, and nothing against. Uh, government jobs or like big enterprises but you see it in those two styles where they're like oh yep that's all right it's not really done the deadline's today but it's 501 and i think i'm done and you're like whoa hold on yeah that's that work ethic the level of accountability is maybe not there um mate i don't know why it is that and and look i i often you and I had a conversation around this in the last couple of weeks. I often just don't do my job. It's like I've got so many things to do. Mm. I just, you know what? This one, this is actually my job and I just can't make it a priority. Mm. I just can't mm. because there are these other competing mm-hmm. priorities. Mm. But you've got uh, the awareness that that is happening and you own it and you're accountable to it. You're like, yep, I just didn't get it done, right? It was like there's a, oh, there's a, there's a nuance there. Which um, I don't think people do as as general. They go, "Yep, it is my job," and "Yep, I'm I'm aware it's uh, it just didn't it didn't get done right." And you're like, uh, "But there's other people who go, nah, nah, it was, it, was, nah, it was someone else, someone else." Um, but then when it serves them, no, nah, that was me, that was me. That's that, that's all that's all my doing. Um, and it's interesting because then you got like two one situation. Two different groups of people or multiple different groups of people um, and multiple meanings put to one thing. Mm. Right? You've often said this to, in, a, in a lot of our podcasts saying that we live in a meaningless world until we put meaning to it. How do we, how do we interact? How do we, like when there's one, one thing happening, but there's multiple Meanings put to it, multiple interpretations put to it. 
like, yeah, it's it's interesting because then that multiple meanings or the lack of understanding of each person's meaning causes conflict, causes a disarray. Mm. But you're never going to have the same meaning all the time. No. So well, how do you like, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Where, how do we move across, um, how do we have an awareness of that? And how do people move through that without causing tension, right? Um, I know for me personally in the last few weeks, is I'm like, I was hyper aware that one thing, multiple meanings, and I'm like, fuck, this causes tension. Because it's like, that's not the meaning I put on that. But, and, it, and it hasn't caused me pain, but someone's put meaning to it and then caused them pain about it. And you're like, well, hold on. I'm choosing not to put meaning to certain things. And yeah, hair, yeah thoughts on that? You know, I think I'm going to say something unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um. You know, uh, mate, don't pick your words, mate. Just, uh, well, just put it out. Well, I, I'm just, I want to articulate it well, though. Um, we live in a world now where everyone thinks everything is a democracy, everyone's got an opinion, everyone gets to vote, and everyone gets to get heard. I don't think that works. I don't think that works. You know, if I said to my kids, uh, you know, family of five and we're doing, we've got broccoli for dinner when they were five and I said, okay, everyone, let's just, let's just do a vote around whether we, uh, whether we're going to have broccoli or not. It's not a democracy. Our, our family is not a democracy. Not everyone gets to say. Uh, there is a hierarchy. We are the parents. And by the way, we've said this a million times, parents listening, your job is to be a parent it's not to be their friend, and your job is to raise, children, to raise adults, not to raise children. Uh, and to do that, you've got to throw out the democracy. Um, and I think in the old days, mate, people got there was not it wasn't a democracy. Mm. That you, when you went to work, it was a dictatorship. That there was someone who made the decision. I mean, this this goes back to kind of military days, mm. where you know, like it's follow orders. And, and when you truly embrace that, that whatever whatever the leader says, I will do, you don't have to put a meaning to it. Mm. You don't, you don't that, that doesn't even come up as an option. You just go, whatever he thinks, I'll just do. Whatever my parent asks me to do, I will just do. I don't need to put a meaning to this because... It doesn't matter because it just is, right? Um, I've done some work for uh, another organisation um, and there's some things that that organisation does that it's at some point were rubbing me the wrong way. Mm. And I spoke to Michelle about it and she said, Ben, it's not your business. Mm. Just, just do what you're asked to do and... Go home. Mm. Your business. If they want to do it that way, just you're getting paid. You're in, you're employed to do a job. Just go and do it. It's not a democracy. 
I don't get to put a vote in on every decision that gets made. Mm. And so, mate, I think I think that happens in organisations. You know, we've got this world where everyone gets to say, everyone has to get heard. No, no, I don't think you do have to get heard and I don't think you do get to have a say. Um, but they think they do. And so whenever you you say something, you give an order, they get to go, okay, let me just feel into that. Let me see how I feel about that. Let me see if I need to put a vote in for or against. You don't, it's, we're not asking for a for or against vote every time we make a decision in our business or in our family. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Rightly or wrongly, mate, and, and if you think that stirred people up, wait till I say this. And I'm not saying this is how it is, <laughs> if, if you're listening, but I was chatting with someone old school. Old school, we're talking. This is your kite surfer, kite surfer dude. School. And he said to me, he said, mate, before I married my wife, we were driving along in the car and I said to her, how many steering wheels are in this car? And she said, one. He said, that's exactly right. He said, this car only has one steering wheel. And what I'm saying to you, darling, is that you can have an opinion on something, but at the end of the day, I'm at the wheel and I will determine where the car goes. This, this is not a democracy. There are not two steering wheels in this car. There is only one. Now, listeners, I'm not suggesting that's how we roll, but I'm suggesting that in many situations, and, and because of that, by the way, that they have a great relationship. Uh, they're married 20-plus years. Um, there's just there's just clarity around. Hey, you know, I can have I can have some thoughts on stuff, but at the end of the day, I've resigned to the fact that this person is guiding the ship. This person is driving the car. Mm. And like I said, mate, this this what, I'm, what I've just said could be unpopular, um, but I. I think that's the challenge. Everyone thinks they've got to have, they get an opportunity to have a say. Mm. I think there's a in a in a workplace setting. I think there's a, a tactful way of um, of of doing that, and I think uh, where you can hear them, uh, you might not act on uh, that. But that feeling of, yep, I was heard. Um, and some organisations and some leaders do it better than others where you go, look, I'll hear you, and but, but really just acknowledge that I'm not going to uh, – I might not go that way, right, but I'll hear you. Um, but then it's hard when they go – it's interesting when they want it to – say some, they go, yep, I want the democracy, I want it to go this way. And you're like, okay, sure, go for, go for it. However – there, it's like this. This two steering wheels. I want the steering wheel, but when the car just hits something, oh no! I wasn't actually. My hands weren't on the steering wheel, so no, don't, don't, no, 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 nope, nope, don't want it. Then you're like, no, 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 but that was all you. No, no, it wasn't. And the meaning they put to that was like, I wanted the steering wheel. 
And now that I got the steering wheel and I didn't look at the full picture or that looked, I didn't look, I, I looked right. I didn't look left before I turned in the intersection. And the car, nah, nah. It's, uh, and you give it a matter of fact, it's like, it's this interesting, they want both. They want it to be a democracy and they want it not to be. And it's like, it's interesting. And great power, mate, Spider-Man. Great, great power. power comes great, great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and here's the thing. I don't know about in your organisation, but in my organisation, they're not paid mm. to make those decisions. Mm. They haven't been given that mantle. Mm. They have. They don't have that authority, mm. and they don't have their name against a thing when it goes wrong. Mm. Therefore, you don't get to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't get to drive. Uh, and that, and that's okay. In um, I think. When, when it's clear, when it's mm. super clear, yeah. um, and it's interesting, so all, all board structures are, are slightly different, right? And um, some are highly high-touch, high-involvement, some are low-touch, and for better or worse, um, some boards are just just cause, right? The board doesn't actually do anything. They meet and they just don't do anything, right? And um, I'm on one. I'm on a few. The one currently is interesting, where it's not a democracy, right? But the people on it are led to believe it is. Mm. And I'm okay if it's not, hundred and ten percent. But let's be clear about it. There's zero or no collaboration. And that is oh, that's hundred percent okay. Mm. Well, let's just call it how it is. Don't say we've come to this collective decision because it's one person's decision. There's mm. no collectiveness there at all. Like it's like a scapegoat. It's like uh, I've made this decision. I'm going to say we're collective here because in case it fucks up, we we're all part of it, right? Yep, we're all nodding. Yep, let's put that in the minutes. And you're like, mm, nope, nope. Just just make that noted. This is not a collective decision. And it's uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because then they they don't want the democracy; they want the belief of a democracy. Mm-hmm. And it's when you go, hey, look, we're just to have no input here, and that's okay. They're like, no, 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 but you do have input. And I'm like, do we? Like, they don't want to say because they're like, oh no, we need everyone to be a democracy. And I'm like, it's okay, just just be clear. Either way, you're gonna go. Just be super clear um, that no, it, it's going to do. It's going to go this way because at the end of the day, the buck stops with the CEO, and you go, okay, great, the board, you're here to guide me. You're not here to tell me what to do. I'm going to make mm-hmm. that decision, and that's that's hundred percent okay. But don't lead everyone to go. Oh yeah, you have a thing, but I'm going to make it anyway. That's right, and, and and that you know, in a, my dictatorship model, it doesn't mean you don't ask your team's opinion or your partner's opinion or your, your family's opinion on something if you want to, right? And so there's times when you will do that. You go, hey guys, you know, what do you think? What mm. do, what do we what do we all feel like for dinner? It's Friday night. What do we what do we want? Let's take a vote. But it's it's not for every single thing that decision get that gets made. And so I think the challenge is that people think that every single thing that gets said and, and every decision that gets made is up for a vote. It's up to have an opinion on. Uh, 
that every time we say, hey, guys, let's do this, they think we're saying, hey, what do you think about doing this and have you got an opinion on it? No, no, I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm telling you this is how we're going to roll. Um, so, and and that's not to disrespect anyone. It, it only appears as disrespect if you think that every time a decision is made, you get to have an opinion on the decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah? But like I said, in the old days, and if we go to the military, uh, if you're a, a foot soldier, you don't get to have an opinion on whether you march today or not. You don't get to have an opinion. Mm. I don't like khaki. I'd rather wear pink today. Sorry, mate. You don't get to fucking have an opinion on whether mm. you like khaki or not. This is the military. And uh, and we know that works. Mm. And I think it's more in, well, it's both in public and private businesses, but I think public, like, government-owned businesses, this is more, like, this happens a lot, I think, where they go, they pussyfoot around a little bit and it's like, a, oh, but this and that. And it's interesting. Someone goes, but they're paid to do a job, Janet. And, like, that's their job. They can't be saying, oh, it's too hard. It's, uh, we don't get paid enough. You knew that when you got into that job. So go take another job, right? Don't go, I don't, uh, the working conditions are not great, um, but you knew that before. You knew that was part of it. So, and there's all these lobby groups and unions and making things easier and just putting these EBAs in for different different industries. And it's like, hold on, just do your do your job. Like this is part of your job. And it's interesting. Like um, people have this uh, sympathy for, for 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 a lot of industries. Oh, they're they're underpaid and there's a lot of pressure on them and blah, blah. And I was talking to someone in the industry two months ago, and I'm not going to say which industry this is, but they were like, but that is their job. Like, why are they whinging about their job? Like, do better. If they were in a private organisation, you'd be performance managed and you'd be like, why is it taking you? Why are you taking work home so much? Because you just, you can't do it well. Why is your team, why has your team got behavioural issues with you but with so-and-so, they have no behavioural issues. I think maybe that's a you problem, not the staff problem. No, 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 it's definitely the staff. And it's just this interesting mentality. Um, mm. But in a private business, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fly. Mm. It, it, just, it, it wouldn't fly because it's like, okay, that's great. Maybe this job's not a match for you. Okay, see you later. We're, we're going to probably hire given that we don't have a labour shortage, but, like, we're, we're going to probably hire for someone else. That's okay. This is just not for you. Mm. See you later. Well, the problem we have at the moment is we do have a, a labour shortage. Oh. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, is it Michelle Briggs, the new <clears throat> RBA? Was mm, it a uh, sure. governor? I'm not sure. I thought Michelle Briggs was that uh, PT. She is the, she is the PT lady. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, anyway, um, that's annoying because it's escaped me. She said a few months ago, um, we need to increase unemployment. Which which is simply we need to shift shift the, the balance a little bit to, you know, <clears throat> there aren't enough jobs out there, you know, and that people are a bit hungry again. Mm. Right now we have people turning up going, no, I'll dictate my hours. I'll dictate what I do. Uh, 
I, I think that needs to flip. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's tricky. Well, I think you've done well at offending probably a lot of people today, Janesh, with what you've said. Yes. I try to be very tactful. I'm, I was aware and I was like, ah, I don't think so. I think you too. You and your double steering wheel analogy. I think... Uh... I, I was actually meaning me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, but I like take that a- steering wheel, right? There's only one steering wheel in a car. And you put a whole family in the car, not everyone gets a steering wheel. And so, and also, if like... If you go in, uh, you you kill you kill someone, right? Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, listeners, you don't uh, while you're driving. But if you do, it's good, who, good, to, good to hope that, mate. Definitely good to hope that. Uh, who gets charged? Mm. The driver gets yeah. charged, mm. not the passengers. Correct. Uh, yeah. Even though the passengers are going, "Hey, turn left here, turn left here," and they may listen. And they go, fuck, I didn't really want to, but I did. And now I hit this pedestrian. The, the coroner, is, uh, I say this to our team a bit, I go, what would the coroner say, right? Right, what would the, what would the judge say? And they're not going to go, okay, yep, yeah, I get it. You listen to someone else, and, but they didn't have it. They're going to go, they didn't have a steering wheel, mate. Mm-hmm. You, but I was, I was making him heard. I was, I was making him feel heard, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, otherwise I was going to, there was going to be, it's going to be a World War Four. They're going to be like, no, but we're, we're charging you. We're not charging them. Can we, can we, can we, can you joint charge us? Nope. So. The problem is though, if you try and now bring a dictatorship to a democracy, it, it doesn't go down well, you know, because everyone still thinks that they've got an opinion, including they get to have they get to put a meaning to whatever is being said. Mm. Yep. And I think the meaning to their opinion is that my opinion must be followed. Mm. I think there's a difference between, yes, you, you can have your opinion. And you know what? Like, oh, I encourage you to share your opinion and leaders to hear your opinion. Okay. But have utmost like clarity that the leader may not choose to take your opinion or not. And don't be attached to your opinion and don't have hard feelings on, Oh, they didn't. They didn't do what I wanted. Mm. Because end of the day, there the buck stops with them. Mm. The buck stops with you. Yeah, sure, go go do what you want, right? But it's um, there's this meaning they got, like, they heard me, but they didn't hear me because they didn't do what I wanted. Mm. Or my my opinion wasn't valued because uh, it wasn't followed. And you're like, oh. Oh, you fucking, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm. Mm. Mate, what's, uh, what's your takeaway? You know what? Um, I was going to say, God help our team and our families today as we move <laughs> in. <laughs> but, you know, quite seriously, we, we, I love my team. Mm. I, you know, we were just out at the summit a few mm. weeks ago and, um, you know, we did that trust exercise and I trust my team mm. and I love my team. Uh but we're not a democracy. Like mm. someone is, someone's, someone's leading, someone's driving the car, and if everyone just got that, they would feel so much better because they wouldn't be feeling like everything that gets done they should have an opinion on. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'd be just, it'd be just so much easier for everybody, including uh, for my kids, and, and you will you will have started to see this, and I certainly see this because in the beginning, when you give your kids leadership, 
They just go, yeah. It's like kids get in the car. They don't even ask, where are we going? They just get in. And they sit in the back and they laugh and they sing along. Mm -hmm. Okay, kids, we've arrived. Time to get out. And they go, oh, okay, where are we? It's like, oh, you know. Uh, And then, of course, you know, as they get older, it's like, okay, kids, get in the car. Why do we have to go? I don't want to go. It's like, kids, not a democracy. (laughs) (laughs) As my my dad would say, while you're under my roof, (coughs) you'll do as you're told. That's funny. Uh, that was one of his favourites. And the other favourite was because Dad used to work for the State Electricity Commission. And, of course, when we'd leave the lights on, he'd say, I work for the power company. I don't own it. Turn your <laughs> lights on. Oh, that's funny. Uh, mate, um, moral of the story for you? Oh, moral would be... Have awareness of uh, the other meanings people put to things. Mm. Um, yeah, have awareness and then navigate through there and go that it's never going to be the same necessarily all the time, same meaning. And that's, oh, that's just the way it is. And mm. be clear. That would be my thing. I'm like, be awareness of like the awareness of like, so you say one thing, but you you put a meaning on it, and the receiver or multiple receivers put multiple different meanings to it, and it's like, yeah, I think that awareness that okay, that's it, and then lead with clarity. Mm. What about for you? Much kinder, much kinder than mine is um, <laughs> mine would be you you don't you don't always get to have an opinion. Uh and as my wife would say, pick your battles. Sometimes you just don't need to go. Don't need to go into battle. Sometimes you can just go. You know what? I think I, I might disagree, but it doesn't matter. Mm. I'm just going to do the thing anyway. I'll just do it anyway because you know it's not my ship. Someone else is at the helm. Um, I've decided to get on the ship. I don't always get to make all the decisions. Mm. Uh, and I'm not going to battle this one. Mm. And then I'm just going to feel free. Mm. I'm going to feel free. I've got, I've got no charge, no energy on it. All good. Mm. And and just do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mate, it's good. Good, good chatting, up. mate. Um, really good. Thanks, listeners, for another episode. And um, we'll catch you all next time. See ya. Any complaints, uh, send them to Janesh. Uh, yes, you can send them to hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and we will forward them to Ben. Ben will be on the receiving end. And um, so, yeah, we will, we're welcome. Welcome your emails. Send us your emails. Like a little, yes. it's good to stir, stir it a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Definitely. All right. Till next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.